Welcome to At the Table with Darlene. The scripture that I'm going to start out with today is uh, one that you hear a lot, but it's Proverbs 18, 21. And so we're going to start with that. And it simply says that death and life are in the power of the tongue, and they that love it shall eat the fruit thereof. Now, we are eating, today you are eating the fruit of what you have said, what you have spoken. It's a fact. It's just the way it is. And some of us don't like what we're getting with the fruit that we have, but it's very powerful. The word of the world was set into motion by the word spoken by God. And that word is still alive today because the world is still going around. The planets were set into motion. Everything was set into motion by the word of God. Our mouth is given to us to praise the Lord, to speak what the word of the Lord would say over our situations. And so what I want to do today is I want to us, it's January the 2nd, 2022. And today we're going to reestablish ourselves. We're going to take, we're going to make a stand and we are going to proclaim what the word of God says about us, says about every situation. And we are not going to let go of it because I'm telling you, if we will hang on to the word of God, it is filled with hope. And that hope is the anchor of our soul. So when any situation comes, it doesn't matter what it is. When we are proclaiming the word of God, our lives will change drastically. Years ago, there's, there's a story about a, a man in Romania that it was a very small village and he died. And he was taken to the local funeral home and, and uh, in preparations for the burial. Well, the, the family left him there. And the next morning, he showed up at his house, much to the surprise of his family. Now, that, that would knock your socks off, wouldn't it? But a conclusion was made that the man had had fell into a temporary diabetic coma, and he had barely escaped being buried alive. So today we're going to talk about dreams that have been buried alive. We're going to talk about vision that has been buried. We're going to talk about those things that God spoke to you as a child, maybe, as you've been growing up as a teenager, as a young adult, no matter where you're at in life. And, and young, you know, I'm so glad that we have teenagers in the house on these Sundays so that as your pastors, we can speak into your life. And we're so grateful for all the leaders, all the student ministries. You guys are doing an amazing job. But I'm a little older than you, but I was a teenager once upon a time. And do you know that the word of God that I heard as a child got me through all the storms? It got me through life. And so I don't want your dreams to be buried alive that you're dreaming right now. I want you to get a hold of it and understand that God wants to use you because it's really important. He needs you. He needs you to fulfill what he's put inside of you. And I wonder how many times in our life that we're very much like this family that almost buried someone alive. Almost. Aren't you glad that they didn't, you know, it wasn't a time where they, 
just went and put them in a, in a grave and covered them up. Thank God he had a little bit of time and he was resuscitated. But how many times do we let our dreams, our visions die because of circumstances? And uh, we feel like the dream. We feel like the vision. We feel like it's dead and, and nothing seems to be changing. That is the cliche that the enemy will put the thought and then we will speak it out of our mouth. We will say to someone around us, we say, nothing's changed. It's just like it was before. It feels the same. Nothing's happening. Remember, life and death is in the tongue. What we say does matter. And we can say, oh, I didn't mean that. Then don't say it. Because it's really important, and I'm going to close. When I get to this closing, I'm going to show you how much God remembers your words that you utter, whether they're in, in faith or not in faith. But how long are things going to stay the same? I can't get free from this addiction. I've been going to CR, and I keep doing the same things. I can't get out of debt. It seems like every time I try a little bit and move a little farther along, I can't get out of the debt. When am I ever going to be healed? I thought I was going to write a book, but I can't ever seem to find the time. I know that there's more songs for me to write, but the lyrics won't come. Relationships. This marriage is done because we never get along. Words that come out of our mouth that are going into the atmosphere. My child is so rebellious. They don't listen to anything I say. Oh, yes, they do. You begin to say out of your mouth, my child hears my voice and he knows that I love him. She knows that I love him. And they are coming back to the borders and the word of God that I'm teaching them. I've tried hard to make this business venture work but I don't see any signs of life circumstances they make it look like my dream is dead well the enemy of your soul wants you to stop believing so you can't fulfill the purpose of God if you're hearing those things in your mind you need to start turn it around quickly and know that God's got something big for you if you've been speaking out of your mouth those negative things just know that God today is speaking to you on January the 2nd and said I'm not finished with you yet and I still want to use you that thing I put in your heart that gifting that I gave you I still want it to go into action so good news is your, your dream still has a pulse. It's still alive. It, we serve a God that brings dead things back to life. 2022, we can all say, it's my year. This is my year, 2022, uh, because some people need to get their passion back. You need to get that passion for living. Some are just existing. You get up in the morning. You do the same things. You have no joy. You have no peace. God says, I come to give you life and to give it to you more abundantly. Just because you gave up doesn't mean that God has given up. Our God does not abort dreams. Let me say that one more time. Our God does not abort the dream. He does not abort the vision. He does not abort the gifts that he put within you. He's watching over 
his word to perform. Isn't it interesting? When you agree with his word, he's watching over that word. And that thing which you need in your life, he's going to perform it. Isn't it something? It stops right here with us, with our mouth, with what we say. Because God doesn't start something and not finish it. All he needs is our agreement with him. You know, one of the things, uh, I I don't know where in life, I I can't remember, but somewhere in life I heard Jeremiah 29, 11. And, of course, that's one of the first things that our teens hear when they go to camps or or whatever. They, They remember, they could quote that because it's a it's a really powerful powerful scripture for the thoughts i have for you says the lord the things that he thinks about is for peace and not evil to give you a future and a hope he never intended for one young person to ever feel hopeless he never intended for any adult to ever feel hopeless because he's got a way out. Jeremiah 29, 11 is a powerful, powerful verse because he thinks good thoughts about you. You may have thought that your marriage was dead, but God says, if you can hook up with me and you can let the word of God come out of your mouth and begin to minister healing to that marriage, it can be your happiest days ahead of you. Some thought I, there's people that think I'll never get married. I'll never find a mate. No one wants me. It seems like I'm going to live by myself forever. But I tell you what, you can meet someone that is so amazing that you couldn't even have thought about, and then you will know it's God. That's what he's got up his sleeves for you. That's what he wants to do for you. He wants to astound you. And then there's others that may think, I'm getting too old to fulfill the God-given dream in my heart. That dream may be in a coma because of life's happenings, but and you've talked yourself out of it. But today, January the 2nd, you are here hearing this because God wants to stir your heart once again. He wants you to go into this uh, new year and say, there's a mountain out there, but he's going to make a way all the way through. He can move it if he needs to. If not, he's going to make it where I can tunnel through it. Just because things haven't worked out on our timetable doesn't mean that it's not very much alive because it is. What God started in us, he wants to finish it. And he wants to do some suddenlies. Now, that's a good one. Because there, when God, you know, you wait and you wait and you wait for something. And and things you even hide in your heart. And you think, God, you know, I don't know when it's going to happen. But then all of a sudden, suddenly, you get this expectancy. And then sometimes when you're not even looking for that particular thing, God will come in and he will do the unexpected and he'll give you a suddenly. And the reason he does that is so that you will know it wasn't in anything that you did, but it was in what he is doing in and through you and for you. Sometimes we're down to the last count down and we've been there where it looked like But it doesn't matter what it looked like. But when we allow the God of heaven and earth to awaken in us that which is being dormant inside of us, the ideas, the vision, the marriage, not only am I getting amazed, but people around me 
are getting amazed. Not only are you being amazed, the people around you are being amazed because when God has done something supernaturally in your life, it's going to be like a snowball going down a hill. It is going to continue to get bigger and bigger and bigger because God will absolutely take what your testimony of what he's doing in your life and he's going to minister to so many people. Who told you that you're never going to get well? Be careful who you tell that you're sick. Be really careful. Who told you that you're not pretty enough? Who told you you're not handsome enough? Who told you that you're not smart enough? Why would you listen to someone that was not sent by God to tell you something that's just garbage over your life? I really, I pray that this congregation can see in Pastor Daryl and I's life that through the vision, though the vision tarries sometimes, though it takes a while for it to unfold, it still will come to pass in your life. It just will. If we had listened to the voices and the lies of the enemy when he knocked on our door, and I'm telling you, he came up with a suitcase full of lies many times. He, he, I mean, he packs it tight, and he'll come up and knock on your spiritual door, and uh, your, your soulish realm, and he'll begin to say negative things about you. You know what? Maybe it's time for us to just go ahead and step by. Maybe we need to close the church. We can't keep, we can't keep it open anymore. God, we don't know what to do. Uh, all that guy that came by and told us that we weren't supposed to be here, all those negative words, all those things that said you don't deserve it, if we had listened to the voice and the lie and allowed God's plan to be buried here in our life and for solid rock, we would not have been pastors to the best congregation in the world. We would have missed that. Oh, my goodness, I can't even imagine if we hadn't been able, if we had listened to what the enemy was telling us and tried to live up to maybe what we thought someone else thought about us. But no, it was important that we listened and we would not allow the negative thoughts and lies come out of our mouth. We said what the Word of God, we learned how to nail down what God had spoken about us and you need to nail down and when you when I say nail down it's settled when you know that you know that God has put something in your heart God has told you something then you just nail it down doesn't matter what it looks like doesn't matter what it feels like but if we had listened we wouldn't have been able honey to do leadership conferences around the world we wouldn't have been able to uh, had women around the world conferences we wouldn't uh, the miracle of the breaking would never have been written because i would have just been broken and believed that no one would ever listen to me no one would ever want what i've got if we'd listened to the lies we would have been stalemated oh we would still been saved but we wouldn't have been enjoying the life that god has for us and that's what we want you to do. We want you to be able to enjoy the fruit of your words that come out of your mouth because your words are his words. You're saying what he believes about you. We insult the most high when we begin to whine and complain about what we don't have or how life is treating us. No life isn't always easy. Life is not always fun. But when we tap into what God is saying with that that dream, that vision that says, I, I may not see it right now, but I know that God's word will not return void over my life. I believe that God 
will do what he says, even though the enemy will try to get us to be less than what God created you for. If you think maybe that the situations that you've been having are just unbearable, and, you know, sometimes that's truth. They really are in the natural. They're unbearable. They're not fair. They don't feel fair. The devil doesn't play fair. He doesn't. But God is always fair. God is always true. So it's time that we get the shovel of truth out and whatever that you have let get dormant in your life, get in agreement with what God says. I think every time I, I begin to think about anything with a digging or, or whatever, you know, and that little story about being buried alive that just kind of, you know, kicked in. But I think about Jacob. I think about him and, and, and the Genesis 26. Take time to read it sometime. But the land was in famine, and, and Jacob's animals were dying, and servants were running away, and it looked like that he should just forget and run away too. But God spoke to him in the midst of the storm. I'm telling you, if God has not spoken to you in the middle of the storm, you haven't been listening. Because he always speaks in the storm. Always. Sometimes we can't get our mouth shut long enough to listen. But God spoke to him and he said, I will be with you. I will help you. Do not leave in this famine, for I will bless you in this place. This is prophetic to some people today. I will be with you. I will help you. Do not leave in this famine. And I will bless you in this place. Had Jacob left and refused to get his shovel out and dig those wells again because there was wealth and there was riches buried in the promised land. It was buried in the wells that the enemy had stopped up with dirt, with trash, with cares of life. He would not have had the well of covenant or the riches that those wells represented because those wells represented life-giving water that was going to water generations. So if he had not dug down deep, if he had walked away in those times, then we wouldn't have the story of the wells being redug. It's time to dig up our dreams again. The enemy tried everything he could to get Isaac sidetracked. So whatever has stopped you, whatever has delayed you this year, 2022 is a time for us to redig. I know you can look back at the last two years and everybody's so tired of Corona. So, you know, so tired of the virus and whatever, but the virus has been real. It's had to been dealt with but you know what God stayed the same his promises were still working in 2020 and 2021 in fact I tell you what in those times those are times when you can hear him speak the loudest he does things in a time of famine let me go read that again I will be with you I will help you do not leave in this famine I will bless you in this place I've shared a few times when we were in January of 2020 we were on our way home from overseas. It was the last trip that we got to take. We just come back from uh, Myanmar and back from the Philippines. And on the way back, God spoke to me because for several years we had wrestled and wrestled with some financial situations. But Pastor and I stood fast. We did not leave 
come, we didn't come off the mountain. We didn't come off the wall. We stood and we stood and we stood. But God spoke to me and he said that the finances, the struggle is over. That was in January. Well, we all know what, ha- what hit coronavirus. We couldn't even have church and all. But I'm telling you, God likes to get glory when it's impossible. 2020 and 21 have been the best years this church has had in 25 years. Amazing. And the Lord also spoke something, and I hit it close to my heart because I didn't dare put it, you know, you know how it is when things begin to happen. Boy, I want to be careful what I say. But the Lord also spoke to me on a Tuesday morning when we were praying, right, you know, in these prayer meetings, that it was right after that it all hit, the Lord said, it's like the land of Goshen. I really bet. You know, when nothing else is happening, uh, God says, I'll I'll protect you. I'll take care of you. I'll be with you, help you. Do not leave in this famine. I will bless you in this place. Somebody's wanting their marriage to be blessed. I'll tell you how you do it. You uh, you hang in there. There are times when we, I don't know how we made it, but we made it. We hung in there and we proclaimed the word of the Lord over our marriage. I'm telling you, if it's dormant, God says, my word is alive. Get in agreement with me and what I said about it. Because out of the abundance of your heart, your mouth is speaking. And if that's not your heart, you need to keep your mouth shut. And if it's not the result you want, why are you saying that? Why would you be cursing what God has blessed? If you believe that you married the right woman or the right man, why would you curse them? Why would you talk about them? Why? Oh, I know this is getting good because on the 16th of January, we're starting marriage classes uh, at 4 o'clock, marriage enrichment. I'm telling you, nobody wants to have an unhappy marriage, but I will tell you there are unhappy times in your marriage. It just happens. Because we have to grow in life. And I, I've tried and tried to change this man. <laughs> but it's amazing what God can do in me when I love rightly. Because I can point my finger all I want. He knows his messes and blunders. He don't need me to tell him. He don't need me to be his conscience. But if I will say what the word of God about this man that is my husband, I tell you what, God can heal what we could never heal. God can put together in your marriage what you can't possibly do. Your part is to say what the word of God says. Isn't it something? We can believe that God put that man or that woman in our life, and then all of a sudden we think we can't handle it, so we think God's changed his mind. Oh, no, he hasn't, honey. If that was the man and woman you were supposed to marry, now you can't help it if they don't want to be married to you anymore, but if you are the one, that is in disobedience because you're sick and tired of the way things are, then change some things. Find your closet. I'm telling you what, the closet does wonderful, does wonders for you. Get in there with all those shoes and clothes and find you a little heart, little place that to, to bow your knee and bow your heart, and God will do wonderful things. So you're saying, how do I start digging? I'm glad you asked me that. We get in agreement with what the Word of God says. Because death and life 
are in the power of my tongue and your tongue. It is alive. It's sharper than any two-edged sword. When we speak the word of God, it will cut out all of that animosity that we feel, all that ugly and that bitterness. Because, you know, sometimes the things that we've been saying have been so full of bitterness and, and grief and complaining, and that is out there in the atmosphere. It's time for us to repent. And it's like Pastor said while ago, we need to call sin what it is. It's sin. If you are backbiting all the time, whether it's your mate or somebody else, it's called sin. And we need to ask the Lord to forgive us so that we can start off with a fresh slate. Because there's been a lot of shoveling going on, hateful, striving words that have covered up the dreams and covered up the vision. How do I get it uncovered. We begin to praise God for our answer because it's on the way. Your answer is on the way today. Circumstances may say you're never going to get well. Just accept it. You're going to have to live with this. But if you will agree that you are putting more dirt on the promises, it's going to be that they're going to get deeper and deeper and harder and harder to dig out. But we don't want to agree with the enemy. But if you will dare to believe today and start going around declaring, Father, I thank you that you are restoring health to me. I thank you that the number of my days you will fulfill. I thank you that my latter days are going to be better than my former days because you said the path of the righteousness gets brighter and brighter. I thank you, Lord that I shall live and not die. I will declare your wonderful works, O God. I thank you that I am healed by the stripes of Jesus. I thank you, Lord, that my marriage is blessed. I thank you for my spouse. I thank you for the good plans that you have for us. Oh, yeah, finances might be tight in your life right now, but you can begin to declare the word of God. The blessings of the Lord maketh rich and addeth no sorrow to it. I thank you, Lord, for that. I have repeated that so many Many times when the bills were stacked up and I didn't know how we were going to pay them, I would declare that the blessings of the Lord maketh rich and addeth no sorrow to it. So I thank you that you, oh God, are adding everything to our life, to this church, to this ministry that needs to be. I thank you, Lord, that I'm blessed wherever I go. I thank you, Lord, that the seeds that I have sown, they are multiplying. Thank you, God, for that. I thank you, Lord, that I shall lend and not borrow. I thank you that I've never seen the righteous forsaken. I've never seen his seed out begging for bread. I thank you, Lord. You know what I'm doing? I am uncovering the promises and the dreams that belong to me. And that's what you're doing when you say what God says. Every prophetic word that went over Pastor and I, we proclaimed them through the years over and over again. God, I thank you. That you said that you're going to, with long life, we're going to be filled. We're going to be blessed. Remember Moses, who was called to lead the Israelites out of slavery. But because of his own slave, his own, his own, you know, so many times we do things because we think that's what we got to do. You know, we're trying to, but God didn't tell him to kill that Gentile. He, he didn't tell, uh, uh, Egyptian, didn't tell him to do that. He just, you know, he, he loved his people. And sometimes our motives can be right, but we can be so wrong. And that's where we need the word of God to lead us. We need to be led by the spirit of God so we won't make so many foolish mistakes. But he had to flee 
from his, for his life because he had done something out of his, own, out of his flesh. And for 40 years, he hid in the, in the desert. Can you imagine during that time how long and uh, frustrated and discouraged that Moses was? You know, we don't get to really hear about that, about his time when he was there. But God had put a promise upon his life, even though that he had blown it. Even though, and so many of us, we do what he did. He buried his dream. But just as Moses' call on his life was irrevocable, so is yours. God doesn't change his mind. I'm so glad God didn't change his mind about Pastor Darrell and I. I'm glad that the call was, was irrevocable. He knew every person who would do you wrong. He knew every bad break that you were going to have. He knew every sickness, and he took all that into account, but he still called you and still put gifts inside of you. Isn't that the most amazing thing? You, each one of you are so gifted. You are so talented, and all those lives that the enemy have told you that you're not like somebody else, he didn't create you to be like someone else. He doesn't need you to be someone else. He says that you are the apple of my eye. You are exactly the way I want you to be, and, and if you'll allow me, if you'll let me get the rough edges off of you. If you'll listen to my word and you will heed my voice, therefore I will take you out into the place where you need to go, says the Lord. Delays are not denials. My goodness, I'm thankful for that. Remember last week, pastor preached on shame off of me because everything that's happened to us in the past, don't you love the scripture? I love the scripture in Romans 8, 28. And we all know that all things work together for good to them that love God, who are called to them who are called according to his purpose. Aren't you thankful for that? I am so thankful for that, that he, I have been called according to his purpose, and so have you. And he can take what the enemy meant for bad to destroy my life, what the enemy has meant for bad to destroy your life, to move you off of what God is saying, what God is speaking. God can take those times. He knew they were going to happen. He knew that we were going to be pushed up against the wall. But he says, I haven't removed my, my call from you. And I'm going to take those things that seem like they were going to pull you down. I'm going to take those things, and you, it's going to be a monument. It's going to be a testimony to my goodness. It's going to be something that, that is going to reach other people. So a platform of God's goodness is being resurrected in 2022 in your life. Now, not everybody is going to accept it, but it is for everybody. Moses was 80 years old when God appeared to him in the desert with a burning bush. Now, that would be something, wouldn't it? You've been out there all those years and trying to mind your own business and thinking back, you know, I know that I, know that I could be doing more than this. I know that I could be doing something else, but my... Why did, I, why did I get in my flesh? Why did I do what I did? I don't know. The Bible doesn't give us a, you know, we don't know. The Bible doesn't say that, but he was human. Moses was human just like we are, and we human beings, we've been the same. When you read the Word of God, you, you know, when you, when you read the New Testament, you see all the disciples that Jesus had and how dysfunctional they were. They're just like you and I. You know, the Word of God is just people just like us. And so Moses, you know, uh, here he was, and he's 80 years old, and, and, and he gets visit, visited by the power of God when God himself, and, and God told him to, to take and lead his people out of bondage. 
Moses had given up on his dreams. He had buried it. He'd even maybe put some flowers on top of it when he had thought about it and thought, you know, boy, I could have been so much more if I just hadn't killed that Egyptian, if I just hadn't been so foolish, if I had listened, but God hadn't forgotten or given up on Moses. I'm glad that God is not an age thing. I'm glad that he still can work and use a two- or three-year-old. I'm glad because out of the mouth of babes, Oh, my goodness, is the word of God come forth. And out of the older and the oldest, God still works. It's the same way with you and I. Our God forgives and forgets the sins of our past, but he never forgets his promises to us. Aren't you thankful for that? He doesn't forget the promises that he made to us because what he stored up for us is still alive. It's, it's still so powerful. Just like Moses, he probably thought, I've missed my chance. You may think, I've missed my chance. But God is challenging you today, whatever age you're at, God is challenging you today to remember what he's whispered into your spirit, what he's whispered, those things that you just, you're gifted for, those things that he's wanted to use, those things that, that he is excited about. Forty years past didn't change the call for Moses. He'd seen doors that had been closed. Many of you have seen doors closed in your life. You've heard what other people have said about you. Learn to pretend it doesn't, it didn't happen. We got to grow up. If we fold every time somebody says something bad about us, we're going to get all high-headed when they say something good about us. So we need to learn who we are in Christ. We are nothing without him, but with him. And because of his saving, delivering grace, we are his sons and his daughters. Over 45 years ago, when God started me in full-time ministry, the journey, he spoke some things to my heart that he has unfolded in my life. But it's been little by little. And when I look at it, it's so much more than I ever could have dreamed and hoped for. Isn't that something that that's what God wants to do for you? That you have dreams, you have hopes, you have things, you're bent, giftings, and you think, you know, life is just going on and nothing's happened. But if I had let my failures and my shame stop me, Instead of what God says about me, I would not have known his goodness in my life. I wouldn't have known how good and faithful he is. If I had let the medical word of one chance in a hundred, if they would perform this particular procedure, if I had let that define me and stop me, instead of realizing that one chance in a hundred with God is all we need, but if you don't really believe in God, then you, then you won't make it. There would not have been W.A.W. and the miracle of the breaking. That's the goodness of God. Even if we give up, he never gives up on us. And that's something I could go on and on about the goodness of God and how good he's been to Pastor and I. I want the worship team to come. There was a man by the name of Jerubbabel, and he had a dream. He had a desire to build 
rebuild the temple that was desolate, that had been destroyed. And so he went back and he built the foundation. And for 10 years, because of adverse situations, nothing was done. Have you ever felt like you're, you know, you kind of got started? And part of the things that God spoke to you about, it come to pass, you know, and, and you could see that. You, you, you can see that, but then all of a sudden, nothing's going on. You're sitting on the sidelines. But there was, it was unfinished, and the prophet Zechariah, he showed up, and he said, God told me to tell you to build again. Zechariah 4, 6 and 10, I'm going to read it to you. This is the word of the Lord unto Zerubbabel, saying, not by might, not by power, but my spirit, says the Lord. First of all, that's number one for us. Whatever God's got for you, it's not by your might, it's not by your power, but it's by the spirit of the Lord. So therefore, you can walk in confidence because it's not in yourself. Who art thou, O mountain? Who art thou before Zerubbabel? Thou shalt become a plain. In other words, you're going to get out of his way. You're going to move out of his way because I got something he needs to do. He needs to finish what, what I told him to start. There's some of you that God is saying, I'm going to allow you to finish what I told you to start. And I'm going to move the mountains out of the way. It's going to become a plain. And he shall bring forth the headstone thereof with shoutings, crying grace, grace unto it. He is shouting favor, favor over this congregation. He's saying grace, grace to you today. That which has been a mountain is going to become a plain. And he shall bring forth the headstone. And he's going to be shouting and crying grace, grace, favor. It's favor upon my life. It's a favor of the Lord that this is being rebuilt. Moreover, the word of the Lord came to me. The hands of Zerubbabel have laid the foundation of this house, and his hands shall finish it. Aren't you glad that God says, you can still finish it? I want you to finish it. I want you to do what you started, what you thought the enemy has taken away from you. No, there's just some adjustments that we need to make. There's some things that we need to repent of. There's some actions and some attitudes that we need to change. I'm telling you what, there's power in your word, in your words. There is life in your words words, you begin to speak to the darkness of your life, the darkness over your home. If you really get serious and you really are a woman or a man of God, it's time to stand up on your feet, get you a little anointing oil and begin to go around to the doorpost of your house and say, uh-uh, devil, that, that spirit's not working in this house no more. There's not going to be strife in this house no more. The healing is being produced in this house. It's time that you and I begin to let the word of the Lord come Come up out of us instead of us trying to figure it out in our head. Let's say what God says about it. For who had despised the day of small things? What Zerubbabel 
had done. That foundation that he had laid, God hadn't forgot about it. It didn't matter, honey, what the enemy said. That foundation was laid a long time ago. And God says, not only was that foundation laid, but I'm going to, I want you to build, rebuild it. I want you to finish it, what you set out to do. I want you to finish it because grace, grace is upon it. Favor, favor is upon your life today. The word of God, when we really believe it, it's like fire shut up in our bones. You can try to put the fire out. The enemy will try. He will do his very best to take the life out. But the word of God is fanning the flame today, stirring up what's inside of you. This is the time. This is your day to get the seed of the word coming out, uh, springing forth out of your lips. Do you know that Zerubbabel had a choice to believe the prophet after 10 years or talk himself out of finishing the prophet? Oh, don't sit there and justify why you feel like you do. The Holy Spirit will never let you get by with that if you'll be honest. Because the only thing that God responds to is the words of faith. His word will take a mountain that is uncrossable. That seems like there is no way even to tunnel through it. But the word of the Lord, 2020... Just like Jerubbabel, it was a destiny moment. The dream was still alive because the temple was completed. It was done. It's our year to believe again, to stretch again. Tried to kick the addiction. I'm doing the same thing over and over again, but failed. God says, try again. This time, Use my word. Use it. It's sharp. Tried to buy a house, but the doors just closed. Try again. The book that you know you're to write. Try again. The song that you haven't written yet needs to be sung. So try again. The painting that you need to paint, but you just keep getting stopped. Try again. The marriage that only seems to get only worse, God says, try again. Only really try again. And the word of the Lord would say this morning that it's time to shake off the disappointments. It's time to quit wallowing and pick yourself up out of the pit. Speak my word, saith the Lord, because my word is forever settled and my word 
is your entrance into victory, saith God. Any dream that God has given you, he will empower you. Build an orphanage. Start a new business to give more and more to the kingdom of God. If you sat for years and years and you got the same income and nothing good ever comes to you, check your giving. Because, see, seed is so powerful. In closing, I want to think of one more person and somebody I really enjoy preaching about, and that's Ezekiel. Remember his visions of the boneyard. Don't, dead bones, I mean, my goodness, this is like a fairy tale, isn't it? Dead bones laying everywhere. But just think of it as a spiritual graveyard, okay? Dead bones, dead dreams laying everywhere. And God asked Ezekiel, do you believe? Do you use Ezekiel? Ezekiel, do you believe that these bones can live again? We all know the responses that he had. God was wanting Ezekiel to believe that he is more than able. Ezekiel could have kept saying, no, I think it's too late. They are dead. In other words, the medical report's not good. The business is too slow. But Ezekiel cleared his head, cleared his mind of what he saw and heard in the natural. Now, that was a big hurdle. That was huge. You look at dead things, and that's huge. And then he said, yes, Lord, I do believe. Then the Lord says, what? what? Somebody out there tell me what did the Lord tell Ezekiel to do. Yeah. How do you prophesy, Alex? You say it out of your mouth, don't you? Stand to your feet. All of you stand to your feet this morning. Anybody got any dead bones laying around in your life? Any dreams? Anything that's not working? God didn't want to hear about the circumstances of the dry bones. He, could, he knew that. He just wanted Ezekiel to do, not to know, Ezekiel, what do you believe? And that's what God is doing today in this church. This is a brand new year, and he's saying to every one of us, what do you believe? He's, there's no denial of the dead bones. It's no denial <coughs> that some things aren't the way they should be. No denying that. No denying that. But yes, Lord, I do believe. And he began to speak. He began to prophesy to the dry bones. And they morphed into people that stood up and God breathed life into them like a vast army. Oh, my goodness. God opened up the graves of the Israelites. And he's opening up the graves of our lives today. He is breathing new life into your health, into your marriage, into your rebellious children. into the dream of a new home, a new business. Things are going to begin to come together. Even the secret things that you've even forgot about, they're coming to pass to remind you that he's not forgotten about you.
I'm going to tell you a little story real quick. Many, many years ago, and I'm going to say late 90s, maybe early 2000s, I don't really know. It's a long time ago. Daryl and I were walking around a parking lot. We had just been out. You know how you drive to St. Louis sometimes and you just go through parking lots and stuff. And we walked by this car, and I said, I'd love to have one of those someday. Just a statement. Literally a statement. Literally. Well, we've had all kinds of fun with this water today. I might need this little bit that's left. Those flowers need a drink anyway. They look dead. Um, (laughs) We fast forward. Never thought about that conversation ever again. It was something out of my mouth. But when I was diagnosed with breast cancer, I told you 2017 was such a hard year. I thought, oh, thank you, Lord. It's the first of the year, 2018. I am so excited. And I was excited because I saw the goodness of God in the land of living. Oh, man, and I was living. didn't matter what, what the cancer said or what anybody, anything else. I just knew that God wasn't done with me yet. And the funny thing is, my husband saw this car sitting out in front of a restaurant, and he just, he was really drawn to it. I got in the car. I saw him up there looking. I just wanted to go home. We'd eaten. I wanted to go home. And he gets in the, they talk a while, and he gets in the car, and he starts to, I said, honey, there's just no way. We, there's no way. There's just no way. Well, anyway, we ended up with a car. And it was a 2009 BMW. And that year, that car, we had a good warranty. It broke down so many times. I drove five brand new BMWs while cancer was going on, while all kinds of things are going on. And the Lord said to me, he said, Darlene, I remember your words. And immediately I saw myself back on that auto parking lot. I could tell you exactly where it's at. And the Lord reminded me of words. And I said, God, I didn't even, I'm not even. He's like, I remembered your words. Now you just go, I've provided our very first car payment. Someone else paid for it. And we never missed one car payment. We enjoyed it. And God had a lot of fun with us. He said, in the middle of all this uh, problem and struggle, I'm telling you, God has not forgotten about you. And it doesn't, the secret things that even you forget, uh, those things that because God sees and he wants to bless his people. Proverbs 18, 21, death and life are in the power of the tongue. And they that love it shall eat the fruit of thereof 2022 is our year to eat the fruit of our mouth the good stuff we can only repent for those idle words we said before we can start again today amen let's worship the lord together go ahead Thank you for joining us today at At The Table with Darlene. We'd love to hear from you. Email us at darlenesolidrock at gmail.com. 
Let us know any topics you would like to hear from At The Table. You can also check us out at DarleneRoads.org. Also at WAWMinistries.org. Thanks again for joining us at At The Table with Darlene.